Play the fucking intro. Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for another, this one being episode 297. Thank you for kicking Two. off the new year with us. 297. And yes, this is the way to uh, kick in the new year. When the, what is it now? 23rd year of the new millennium. Yep. I'm enjoying it so far. I'm only a few days in, but hey, nothing shitty has happened, at least to me. <laughs> I'm sure there has to some people, but yes, overall, for us anyway, been pretty good couple days. Yeah, pretty good. And we'll, yeah, we'll be getting into uh, some of the endeavors we had in the last uh, weekend when we start talking about shows. And we will get there. Uh, let's get into the stuff as we do. Let's get into some new music that has come out and will be coming out. Uh, my list is kind of short. I tried to go through and get it covered, but it's short, so I'm going to fly through it. Uh, City Saints, they released Punk and Roll Double LP. It's officially out. I've listened to it a couple times through. I dig it a lot. I was going to pick it for my album today, but I already had something, so I thought, I'm going to wait because we might be doing an inter interview with them before too long. We'll have mm. to see. if, if uh, I'm for sure going to be playing it by next episode. Hunting Lions put out a new single, The City. It was released early on you know, December 23rd, but you can, I think if you go to Bandcamp, it was officially released today on Bandcamp. Yeah. Uh, but it was on iTunes previous to that, and then their album is coming out this month. The Decline, they released I Never Cared About Christmas, which was a single on P Records, came out on 23rd. We played that last episode. Mainline 10 released a new single on the 23rd, Not Without You. Harbor Rebels released a new full length called Rebels Are Back. Listen to it kind of quickly. I need to go back. I really like Harbor Rebels. Alarm Stufegird. They released self title on Spastic Fantastic Records on the 24th. Punk and Ska. Uh, Liberty or Death Records Volume 2, which is Fight, or Fight Animal Abuse Compilation Volume 2 on Liberty or Death Records, came out on the 27th. We'll have to talk more about that. A lot of cool tracks, a lot of great bands. Uh, on that one, and it goes to the Brick City Rescue. Uh, all proceeds, so go get it. Heist, I think it was seven bucks too. I mean, you can always donate more, but seven bucks, a lot of great stuff, and then they're donating all the money, so definitely one to go get. Heist, H-A-E-S-T, they released, someone else has pissed my jeans, which is a single <laughs> on TNS Records. Definitely want to check that out. They're a cool band. Uh, also on the 28th, Caramba. Uh, GML 3 Punks crew, and I'm not sure, uh, I don't know. I need to check more into it, but it was released. They released Bledy, B-L-E-D-Y, which was a single. Uh, definitely something I need to look more into, but I figured I'd put it out there. That way, if you want to check it out, go do so. Lawmaker put out a new single, Keep the Change. I want to check it out. I have it. Just haven't had a chance to get to it. Been getting to a lot of other stuff, so I definitely want to get to it, get it on the show or Punk and I Worldwide before too long. Love Lawmaker, Keep the Change, that's the name of the single. Starting on January 1st, a few new releases uh, to kick off the new year. One of Us, released self-titled One of Us on Melodic Punk Style. Rise Up, they released The Devil's Disguise. Eight Up Records put out a new compilation called All For The Punks. Go over to Eight Up Records' Bandcamp page, you can check it out. There's 42 tracks, and it is a free download. Not... Uh, enter whatever you want here. They're not even letting you pay for it. They're just putting something cool together. 
Guess who for? The Punks. That's why it's called For the Punks. I sense a bit of a ripoff here of one certain <laughs> New York band with spiky hair and studded jackets. <laughs> Can't remember the name. Well, the band... But not, I remember their album titles. 8-Up Records, they're based out of St. Louis. 42 bands, uh, bands I'm familiar with, bands I'm not, so I definitely want to check it out and check out some of the bands that are included on there. So go check it out. That was on the first. On the second, Barricade released two tracks, Summer in the City and Victory. Jigsaw Youth released Deeper, which is a single. On the sixth, Iggy Pop will be releasing Every Loser. The Heck will be releasing On My Nerves, which will be a single. On the tenth, Endless Struggles releasing Where Do We Go? Uh, that'll be on Recidivist Records. It's their first new LP since 2002. On the twelfth, Tramp is releasing Bleed and She's Fast. Two tracks. Baboon Show will be releasing God Bless You All. And uh, Heist will actually be releasing Bellabore. So maybe that, uh, that's on TNS Records. Maybe that's a full length that someone else's Piss My Jeans single will be released on. I'll have to look more into that. Finally, on Pirates Press Records, The Drowns and Plizkin are doing a split. It is on vinyl, will be on vinyl. And one track from each band, brand new tracks, I believe, from each band, too. The Drowns and Plizkin, both fantastic bands. So check those out. Eric, that's my list. What do you have to add to it? Well, I got a few things to add. You mentioned, uh, yeah, Baboon Show is uh, releasing a new album, God Bless You All. However, they released their uh, single back in September, the self-titled single. Awesome. Uh, that be on the 16th. And I've listened to that one along with the three other releases, and... Yeah, it's looking, it's looking pretty promising. I'm excited to see what else they have. Uh, on the 18th, my friends in Simeon released Pseudo. And a little bit of a thing about Simeon, that was Rakshazi. But Rakshazi had since uh, disbanded with their, uh, you know, their core member being their founding member, Drew Percy, who once played bass in my band. So he... Uh, Basically, the band dissolved, he brought in new members, changed the name, and now they have a new single out. They've been playing a couple of shows, of which I did not listen to and forgot to attend. Sorry, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> but I will, I will listen to uh, Simeon, and I will be talking about them on this show, if that song is good. Which I'm, sure it, I'm sure it is. I'm sure <laughs> it is. Anyway, <laughs> but we'll also be playing a show with them in uh, February. Awesome. Anyway, uh, moving on from there. On the 20th, Total Serial released Demo. Uh, on the 27th, The Abusements released Evel. Evel, to be specific. E-V-E-L. Nice. <laughs> Backwards, that spells leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe man. that was intentional. Maybe, maybe. Maybe they were just trying to be hip. <laughs> <laughs> on the 6th, Anti-Flag releasing Lies, They Tell Our Children. Uh, you and I were kind of talking about that prior to recording. You know, it's right. like, you know, I'll, I'll listen to it, but not hoping too much in the realm of, uh, you know, their former aggression. Right. Anti-flag just gotten too soft. Right. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. If you, if, you listen, if you listen to, like, a, God, it was like four or five episodes ago, maybe not that many, but I was talking about the, the strain of singles that they had released. They've released pretty much half of their album so far. Right. And all of them have uh, feature different artists. So I'm like, um, you're not just piggybacking off of all these artists' uh, separate successors to, um, you know, promote your album. Right. Because <laughs> you haven't released anything that is you, just you. 
It sounds like a very mm. hip hop slash pop thing to do. Oh yeah, pretty much. I'm like, uh, maybe that's uh, maybe those features are the worst songs. Maybe they're going to be the <laughs> best songs on that album. We don't know. We won't until the sixth. So. Yeah, I'm going to bite the bullet and just uh, listen to that new Anti-Flag record, despite not having been impressed by anything it released for over a decade now. <laughs> anyway, enough uh, talking shit. Let's uh, talk about uh, Obituary. Yeah, these uh, Florida death metal stalwarts are releasing Dying of Everything on the 13th. And oh, man, I am excited. I am excited. This, was, this is some death metal that the hardcore kids can get down with. And I mean throw down with. <laughs> they, they were the ones that really brought in that slamming style of just like these monolithic riffs that just feel like buildings are toppling over on top of people. Yeah, Obituary is the instigator of that shit. And that's what makes it my favorite old school death metal band. Between them and Cannibal Corpse. Cool. That's, that's a, they're very close. They're very close. Very neck and neck. All neck, no head. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> oh yeah. I like to say that Cannibal Corpse is the, <laughs> the Cannibal Corpse is the sequel to Obituary. Nice. It's like Obituary. Yes. Where's the head of this corpse? <laughs> I don't know. Wiping his mouth. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's uh, that's enough of me being a, a death metal nerd. And uh, oh yeah, the baboon show, the baboon. <laughs> I'm, yep. I said what I said about that. I'm excited. Anyway, this uh, past few weeks, I've been uh, playing catch up with all of the all of the new tracks on the back burner, and most of them I have uh, listened to and just decided it's. Not worth writing home about. So, <laughs> so yeah, the ones that really stood out to me, I'm, uh, I will be talking about on this show. I still have a few. I'm looking at them right now. I still have four I have to listen to. Oh, never mind. Three I have to listen to. And that's including One Step Closer, Sacrilegion, and Despite Despair. However, I finally, finally, finally got around to listening to, in depth, the new Paranoid single. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Paranoid. And not the Black Sabbath song. I don't think I used that pun before. <laughs> it's the Black Sabbath song title, but it's spelled in Japanese and sung in Swedish. <laughs> okay, they're not sung in Swedish. They, I can pick up a few lyrics in these songs, and they are sung in English, but that doesn't mean I can't understand them. They don't even have their <laughs> lyrics available. I'm like, I can't, I can't fabricate what you guys are saying, so... At least I can bang my head to it. Nice. So yeah, Paranoid, there's, uh, like I said, they're uh, some Swedes, and they have been a band for 10 years now. They formed all the way back in uh, 2012. Got a, got a mix of uh, Venom-style black metal, like before black metal was what we know it as, <laughs> and a lot of uh, D-beat rhythms, a lot of discharge worship, and a lot of thrashy stuff, too. And... They've had a flurry of releases for the last 10 years. So many singles and splits and compilations, at least one LP and numerous EPs, and so many singles, especially within the last year, four singles have been released. And they're releasing that as like a, uh, I think a, on its own little seven inch. Awesome. Yeah, mo like a seven inch box set is what I mean. Or no, it's a cassette box set. Man, they've been really busy. <laughs> They must not have a lot going up in the Arctic Circle. <laughs> but yeah, and they're still going, you know. And 
Where do they leave us now? The Great Reset. It was a single release on the 14th of December. And, and yeah, it's basically, uh, it's basically predicated to that, uh, to the aforementioned sound. You got a lot of, uh, in the title track, you got more of a discharge style, but with some more thrash snippets. So there's a little bit more of that uh, down-picking, like that... But it knows how to stay, uh, stay the course with the speed. Now, Cycle of Contention feels more, more thrash-leaning. Uh, yeah, thrash-leaning street-punk style. Like when the... Like when the street punks want to go a little more tremolo riffing rather than just the alternating punk chords that we all know. <laughs> and this one also features a lead guitar part laid down by none other than Joel Grind of Toxic Holocaust. Nice. So yeah, he recorded it in his studio in Portland and sent it on over to uh, Paranoid. And they're like, yeah, we use this now. so that's the song that i'm gonna be playing cycle of contention their thrashiest punkiest one featuring joel grind let's give it a listen shall we It's got it's pretty much firing on all cylinders and hitting all the main bullseyes there. Right. So, yeah, paranoid. I have, I have nothing else to say other than I love what you guys are doing. It's very unique what you guys are doing with your little uh, your little combination of uh, punk and D beat and thrash and uh, hints of black metal, and just with this uh, Japanese overlay. Don't really know why, but hey, it looks cool. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Paranoid, The Swedes, written in Japanese. <laughs> Good stuff. Awesome. Well, before I get into my new tracks, uh, I want to mention a couple new things. One Fall, who we just had on the show a couple episodes back, 
Uh, Thursday, January 5th, they're dropping their music video for Rats Abandoned Ship. We were talking with them about that on the show. So in case you were uh, in the market looking, waiting, there you go. January 5th, go follow them, One Fall MA, over on Instagram, and you will find those things out uh, before you have to hear me tell you on the show. And then uh, the band Slaves, they're getting back together. They were kind of on hiatus, and yeah. they mentioned that like maybe indefinite hiatus is what something that they were kind of uh, debating. I was even hearing like uh, they were going to go on, but just change their name. They did change their name. Their band's name is no longer Slaves. It is Soft Play. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Does it have the same uh, bite to it as uh, Slaves does, but... Right. They, if you want to go over to Soft Play Band over on Instagram, they've posted an information about the band and the original, the reason why they use the band name Slaves and why they no longer want to use it. And it's basically because people, it offends people at this point, and they're not in the market for offending people. You know, the people that are getting offended anyway. Whatever. I'm a toughen up fucking buttercup kind of person, and yeah. don't be so fucking sensitive, Sally. But uh, whatever, that's, that's their thing, their prerogative. Kind of, you know, I really like them and I don't really want to. Just like, on a quick side note, like somebody was telling me for work, they don't wear you know, like designer whatevers, but they had got this like specific side job and somebody recommended to them, you should try Lululemon pants. And then he's like, turns out they're really comfortable. They're really expensive, but they're really comfortable. And I said, you know what? I never want to say the words Lululemon in reference to my clothes. I don't care. That's just me. Uh, I don't give a shit how comfortable they are. I have other comfortable clothes. They just sound like hippie jeans. Uh, yes, and I, again, don't care. That was the side note. The point is, is I like the band. I like their music, and I don't want to have to say the name Soft Play. I like Soft yeah. Play. I want to. Have you heard the new Soft Play? Soft Play. God, that sounds like a. You know, there's a reason why there's baseball and softball. Right. Soft play just sounds like slaves acoustic. Right. <laughs> and I'm hoping that they play all their other cool stuff and that they don't relabel any of their album covers or any shit like that. For the love of God, don't pull a George Lucas. Right. Don't do anything <laughs> like that. I have a slaves shirt and I wear it proudly for the band. That's exclusively what it's for. It's yeah. for that band. And uh, I, I don't want... To be honest, like if they come and it's the same shirt, just kind of like a white shape, right? And slaves in the middle. There's not a whole lot to it. I am not going to purchase and wear a shirt that says soft play. I'm just putting it out there. Like if, mm -hmm. if there's something out there specific to the band, sure. But I'm that guy and I'm not going to purchase your shirt that just says soft play on it. So if, yeah. any of you, if anybody out there is listening that cares, uh, please do something else because I love to support the band, but that's just not a shirt I would buy and keep and end up in the donation pile yeah. because I'm never going to fucking wear something that says soft play on it. You may be soft play, but you'll <laughs> always be slaves to me. Yes. I said what I said. <laughs> be slaves to me. The thing is, it's like if people who are getting offended, they're just reading too much into it and they're seeing what they want to see. Right. You know, I even did this, uh, I even did this and even made this joke as like, we joke around with my friends, like, if you were to get a word tattooed on your forehead, I just go, I'm going to get the N-word tattooed on mine. And they're like, the N-word? Yeah, literally spelled out the N-word. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, you know what that means, right? 
Yeah, it stands for nitrogen. What the fuck are you thinking about? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like I even wrote it on the wall in, uh, in downtown music in Sharpie. Just said the N-word. And it's like people want to get offended by that. It's like what, you don't know what N-word I am talking about. Maybe I'm talking about nicotine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're, you don't know what the implications are behind, their, behind a namesake. I'm going to circle back. Don't be so soft. Exactly. Eh. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, don't be so soft. Your Slapshot's going to write a song about you. Right? I remember, I remember talking about that on this show. When did hardcore get so fucking soft? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you know, Choke, you're right. So many people are getting offended at the people who are already offended. <laughs> I was just listening to something the other day, and that's what they were talking about is... Uh, basically, you know what, if you're going to be soft and you're just going to cancel us, fuck you, whatever. We're going to do what we're going to do. Uh-huh. It's like, come on, we were, we're a society, this little punk rock community that was founded upon not wanting to be, you know, <laughs> God, I guess marginalized. <laughs> it's like, we are, you know, their way of living, it's, uh, you know, it's offending us, I guess. So we're trying to fight back against that. Right. So, yeah, the fact that you're kind of uh, bringing in this uh, same style of thinking, of wanting to, again, marginalize people, then you're kind of missing the plot on why this was a thing in the first place. I think, and I'm going to say this, uh, punk started back in the 70s. Different hardships were lived in the 70s. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard a saying something to the effect of uh, hard times create hard men or hard people. You call it whatever you want. I don't give a shit. But yeah. hard people, right? And hard people create soft times, right? Because they've worked hard to create this softer time. But mm-hmm. then soft times create soft people. And I think we've worked our way into those cycles, you know, and people can call it whatever the fuck they want. But we started at a point where punk started at those hard times, which had hard people. And we've now worked our way into soft times. And you get this generation of punks. And I don't want to say everybody. I don't want to uh, extend it like a blanket, whatever. But I think those that are getting offended about punk things, and you should do our things our way or we cancel you, those are the soft ones. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's just, uh, that's just the human condition. If you, want, if you really want a deep read on this stuff, read uh, Greg Graffin's book, uh, Anarchy Evolution. He is talking about how people's uh, form of rebellion changes throughout the generation, and like it's just a, a constant evolution of, of emotional and spiritual growth. It's right. like, yeah, the things that we were rebelling uh, against, uh, you know, 10 years ago, yeah, they're not so much an issue now. Like, like 20 years ago, people were like rallying in the streets for gay rights. Right. You know, nowadays you don't see much of that anymore. I mean, we still have great gay pride, you know, which is great, right. but you know, it's not so much an issue anymore because, you know, homophobia is, I don't want to say it's a thing of a past, it's still out there. It's just not but common. But it's more, it's not common. There's exactly. not white supremacists like there were. They're there, they, they're afraid to show their face. My personal opinion, too many people are quick to, white supremacists, like, oh, come on now. I know. Like, you're, you're really slapping the face of those who actually had to deal with actual white supremacists. And mm-hmm. the same thing nowadays, if you uh, 
think that there's the anti-gay sentiment that there were back in 70s, 80s, and maybe even into the early 90s. I think that was kind of where the transition point was. Uh, then you're slapping the people in the face that actually had to deal with those things. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it's gone, nothing. There's always going to be hate and bigotry of some sort out there. Yeah. It's just not the same. It's more of those people are afraid to show their faces because more people are like, live and let live. Like, what the fuck do you mean you're going to be... You don't even know the people. Like, yeah. Like, don't judge people if you don't know the people. Except for, like, mm-hmm. serial killer, rapist, pedophiles. Exactly. Fuck them, I don't need to know them. <laughs> yeah. And that's something that's uh, unfortunately existed for centuries. It's going to exist for many, many more. But right. the thing is, is, like, we have to... As long as those hardships, as long as those barriers are still existing, then us people who consider ourselves progressive must take notice to it and work the ways we get across it. Right. And, you know, you can try and change the whole world, but that's a fool's errand, my friend. Right. We have to, we first need to change ourselves, you know. It's, it was this sort of a thing that I've been talking about, like, uh, if you want to make change, well... Kind of think of what you make change. Kind of, kind of figure out what your opinion is based on. If it's based on a group that you, uh, you know, uh, that you that you identify with, that you're a part of, and you're just making your decision based off of how they will portray you, then you're not really uh, making a decision uh, for yourself, right? And, but that could go so much deeper. It's like how much of your personality can you claim as your own? How much of your opinions or your thought patterns or your entire mindset can you say is yours and not just influenced? Right. Because honestly, people, we're not too far out of the jungle. We still have our primal habitual instincts. We know that we have to feed. We know that we have to breathe. <laughs> yeah. That's about it. You know, everything else is just layered on top of that. Right. And it's just like this, uh, we're this glass onion, you know? You can put so many layers on top of that, but people will still see through you. <laughs> you know, they'll see you for what you are. And, you know, some, uh, some people are just better at hiding their insecurities or their uh, misgivings or just all-around horrible endeavors. Some people are better at hiding that with those. We call them psychopaths. <laughs> True. <laughs> But the point is, as long as there is something to fight about, there, is, there will always be art that comes as a byproduct. Punk rock will always be there. If poverty and racism and uh, any type of phobia <laughs> still exists out there, then yeah, we're going to fight it. Right now, I feel like uh, people are rebelling against cancel culture. Right. I feel, I feel like that's the barrier we got to cross right now. Or people... You know, pedaling back to what I was saying about formulating opinions. Yeah, formulating opinions based on what others will think, uh, based on yeah what others will portray you as, but also just basing your opinions from just reading the headline. Yeah. Reading an article, if even you read it, you know, <laughs> and not doing much uh, research based off of that. And then you forget about it the next week. You don't even know what you're standing for anymore. Yeah. Educate yourselves a little more. The Skin Flick song, Media. There's a mm. lyric in there that says, uh, turn on your TV, turn on your radio. Now you know that, because it's referring to watching the news, media. Now you know that pigs can fly, right? <laughs> and that's yeah. exactly what that is when you're reading the headline. You know, you got to read through 
and then when people are actually sourcing information, because so much now is op-ed, not actual news, even that they're not even disclaiming it as much as they, like before it was op-ed, now it's, that's just becoming common mainstream for mainstream media, yeah. or lamestream media, as it were. <laughs> and nice. so when you look at headlines and headlines only, you're not really giving yourself the context, and that's what news is, news should be, it's presenting, like, I found facts, I was there, these are things, and people form their own opinions based on other people's, what they saw, or what they mm -hmm. experienced, but not other people's opinions, you shouldn't be forming your opinions based on other people's opinions, right? Yeah. We're not educating ourselves uh, on topics, and so, as you said, if you're just out reading the headlines, you know... Yeah. Then you're going to find out that pigs can fly, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> and then touting yourself as like this uh, total wisdom seeker. Right. And just like up on your high horse saying, you know it all, you are beyond enlightenment. I'm like, no, no, you weren't. You just uh, attained a shitload of knowledge and you're going to forget about it within a span of maybe 32 hours. Right. And listen, the thing is, there's a difference between knowledge and wisdom. Knowledge comes from secondhand information. Wisdom comes from experience. Right, and I will say it, I know some people who have got uh, master's and doctorate degrees. Those people are educated. They're not specifically smart. And I'm not mm -hmm. blank, again, it's not a blanket statement to all that have got that. There are those who have educated themselves on that topic and some adjacent topics that you learn about or are educated on in those pursuits, but it doesn't mean you're a smart person, and it doesn't mean that those people specifically are smart. And those on the other end of the spectrum doesn't mean they're not smart because they didn't go there. They might not be mm -hmm. educated to that level on those topics. That's the only difference. That's reality. Yep. <laughs> Basically. Okay, so... So, yeah, slaves. <laughs> yes. Back on slaves. That was a tangent. We are a punk rock uh, music podcast. And so. But we sometimes talk about uh, what punk rock is as a, uh, uh, as a, social, uh, a social standpoint. Right. And to segue off of what we were talking about, the next track is from the band Bankrupt. Uh, they are from Budapest, Hungary. They have been putting out, I don't know how many singles. I probably should have counted ahead of time. They're fantastic. And as always, uh, I want to thank Rocco. The, when the band puts out their new single, they reach out, send it to us. And uh, they always put out in English, the, the exact same song, but one version in English, one version in Hungarian. Maybe more often I should be playing the Hungarian version. But they, most of the time they're sending us the English. Obviously, I can understand it a little better uh, as I don't speak Hungarian. But... The track that they released this time on December 14th is Victorland, and it is a political song about living in Hungary under the rule of Viktor Orban. So see, that's the segment. It's all over the place. Different things plague or affect different people, and in this instance, politically speaking, as we were just discussing in that quite a bit of... It's like adjacent. I would rather call it that's yeah. an adjacent topic, not so much of a tangent topic. But back into the music portion of the show, <laughs> this specific band, uh, Bankrupt, they've been around for 25 years. We play them at least a couple times a year uh, as they have been recently, in recent years, releasing regular singles. We're going to get into Victorland right now. We'll see what you think. Uh, awesome, Bankrupt. Thank you again, Rocco. Here we go. Back to some music. It's been a few minutes. <laughs>
started here just recently called Go Bankrupt and Die. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a coincidence, maybe? Or maybe it's the coincidence that a lot of people are claiming bankruptcy in these hard times. <laughs> right? Yeah, it sucks. Like I said, as long as there's something to fight about, art's going to be created. <laughs> Agreed. Well, next up, uh, another awesome band. The band is Direct Action. They are uh, a side project of various bands, but they're coming from the Dutch-speaking area of Belgium and France. Bart, love Bart. Bart listens to the show. Shout out to Bart, as always. It's just shout out to Bart every show, because Bart listens to everything that we do. <laughs> love Bart. But Bart's also involved in several great projects, including this one, Direct Action. And the band Direct Action, they... Uh, had a the ability to do a video at the end of December, and so they decided so because they're going to do a video, why not go record a new song? So they put together a new song from scratch, went to Source Tone Recordings, and put it all together. It's this track. Uh, Use some old unreleased riffs. It appears 
And so none of us, uh, Bart, obviously he's listening, he'll know. But none of us will know what these uh, unused, unreleased riffs are. And so it'll all be one great track from the band Direct Action. Uh, always happy that Bart shares all the cool stuff that he's up to and people that he knows are up to on the show. And this particular track from Direct Action is People Like You. Uh, I guess, the, I don't know when the release date of it will be, it being the video. Uh, this is an unreleased song, so if you're listening to our show, lucky you, you get to hear some new direct action. Again, the track is called People Like You, so here we go, let's listen to it. A great track, like I said, if you're listening to it with us right now or when we were just listening to it, you got to hear it. It's unreleased. I have no idea when the video is coming out or when that track <laughs> will get released. Oh, man. A Dutch supergroup, no less. Dutch and French. Yeah, Dutch and French. Yes. That's a mud. I honestly can say I never heard of a punk supergroup with such a... Such distinct nationalities. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a cool thing that can be done in Europe. There's been plenty of bands, maybe not specifically supergroups, but bands with members of different countries because they have so many great countries, so much great music, and such a great scene over there. Mm -hmm. They're able to do that. Here it's more like a, that would be the equivalent of band members in Denver and in Salt Lake. Yeah. Or Boise and... Or maybe Seattle and Portland, they're a little closer together. But, you know, you get the drift. Something like that. Yeah, would, that would so, be our equivalent to that. <laughs> ever so rarely we see uh, mixed, uh, uh, mixed races, mixed nationalities in this, uh, in this side of the prime meridian. The, <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, the most of which I'm seeing are like a, a group of white kids and a group of uh, Mexican kids. They're all coming together and they're forming hardcore bands. I'm like, okay, there we go. But that's about as much as we get because <laughs> we're at least three countries here. Okay, three plus some others in uh, North America. But most of the, the crossbreeding inside the United States are from 
Mexicans and Canadians. Right. Because we're sandwiched in between them. You right. don't really see too many uh, Hondurans coming up here or uh, Nicaraguans or uh, anything, anything south of Mexico. <laughs> there are not too many people we see up here in our, uh, in our little uh, communal state. <laughs> There's many, many, many great bands in Brazil. So if anybody in Brazil wants to collaborate with us here, let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> let's do, yeah we'll do it. I mean, hell, if, uh, if Paranoid from Sweden can get Joel Grind from the northeast, uh, not the northeast, the northwest of the United States to collaborate on a song, yep, uh, yep, what the, what the fuck's our excuse, huh? <laughs> right? We can outsource, we can outreach. I mean, that's the beauty of, uh, of being connected to the world, I guess. Absolutely. Well, thanks again to Bart. Go check out Direct Action. Uh, Re-listen to that song again, because, uh, like I said, I don't know when people like you was coming out. They put it. To, they actually wrote together the song, like I said, from scratch for that opportunity of doing that music video. So I don't have any other details at this point. But if you stay tuned to the show and we get more, we will let you know. Not yeah. on this episode, though. Eric, on this episode, we are moving on to some. Both of us have December releases. Uh, that we're going to get to. Yours is up first for this older slash lesser known, so obviously more would be more in the lesser known categories. But your band is not lesser known if people listen to our show because we've played this band yep, a we few have. times. Yeah, we have played them. We've played them a few times, and I would like to say that we should be playing more of them despite their name. Right. <laughs> I know. Yeah, lesser known, the only thing less about them is their name with the two little slashes in front of it. Right. Oh, yeah. I love listening to Less. I love their style of music. That's sort of a noisy punk rock that's just influenced by a lot of uh, industrial settings. It's just, uh, they've never disappointed me. And, yeah, I was doing some, uh, I was doing some research search on these guys. Re-shirts. 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 Get some yeah. re-shirts. Yeah, that's called hand-me-downs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, they are... We're not moving too far from uh, the last band. These guys are based out of France, and they are a three-piece, two of which are their bassists. Yes. Yeah, two bassists and a drummer, and that's it. And the basses are layered with effects that just give them that intense, noisy edge. But they also stay a bit more reserved than most other artists in their league. And that is predicated to their uh, new single, Trauma. Yeah, Trauma, just uh, two songs two of which are polar opposite of each other, at least stylistically. The first one is uh, Bad to the Bone, and no, not by George Thorogood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know. That's what I thought. I'm like, are they really this edgy that they're going to cover one of the most, <laughs> most famous blues rock songs from the <laughs> 60s? Uh, you better get your own fucking army. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but no, it's not like that. But there is, a, there is an infection still an infectious, uh, chunky bass riff that gives the sense of urgency uh, to the song. And it has a lot of uh, the tortured vocals and unhinged screaming, and those are also layered with effects to produce a more uh, discordant enterprise. The other song, Substance, is slower and more atmospheric, sort of a Black Sabbath-like. And, uh, and the vocals are there. They still have this... Uh, uh, this unsettling feature to them, but they're not like multi-layered with a lot of uh, grainy distortion or anything like that. No, it's a lot of reverb. Okay. Yeah, and it gives it gives more of a Trent Reznor vibe when he gets like slower and more melodic. Cool. Like, okay. So he's like 
You can either sound as crazy as Reznor or as reserved as Reznor. <laughs> reserved. Reserved. Trent Reserved. Reserved. Oh, man, if he was native, Trent Reservation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, so, yeah, Substance, it sounds more attuned to, like, a depressing drudge. But it picks up in the end, like the last 30 seconds about, so, obviously, I like this, uh, this little single, this little EP. I love both of these songs, but I figured to go with the uh, Bad to the Bone because, not because of the song title, but just because it's more fun. You know, I don't want to depress anybody on this one. We had two tribute episodes uh, in a row for yep. Fallen Icons, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reserve my little uh, tribute to another artist we lost in December for the end of this episode. But for now, we're going to have fun, guys. This is a fun time to be alive. This is Bad to the Bone by Les. <laughs>
stuff. Am I right? Am Absolutely. I right. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. So, so yeah, Les, I am also excited to announce, well, they've already announced it, but I'm uh, just relaying the information <laughs> that they are finally going to be releasing a full-length record later this year. They haven't specified a release date yet, but this will be their first album. I'm like, finally, we get to hear more of this stuff, but all at the same time. Right. <clears throat> exactly. Less has more, not less is more, less has more, <laughs> but they will be giving uh, more with less. They've only got three people and only two instruments pretty much. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I'm just going to get lost in all the, uh, all the uh, little entendres here. So yeah, less, listen to them more. Absolutely. Next up, we got a band out of Italy. They're a power pop punk band with uh, some garage rock attitude. The band is Chronix. I'm playing them lesser known. I hadn't heard of them before, but the band reached out. And on that note, I have a grip of emails to get to. Uh, and they will, those bands will be on this show coming up on the upcoming episodes in and or Punkanoi Worldwide, which I'm trying to get to more, uh, some stuff. The holidays are passing and stuff settling down. So anyway, keep sending it. I'm going to get to you. I apologize. I've just been busy and haven't had a chance, but I'm trying to get to as many of them as I can, as quickly as I can, that is. Uh, Chronix, again, they are from Italy. And I want to thank uh, Stefano for reaching out, sharing the stuff about the band. Uh, the band, they started, they, they released their debut 7-inch on uh, Ripoff Records, which is based out of San Francisco, uh, way back in 1999. That's why I say lesser known, because the band's actually been around. Uh, quite some time. They released two other LPs in 02 and 04, and now they're back together uh, putting out a new album called Do You Love the Sun? And Do You Love the Sun? That just recently came out. Uh, it came out the digital release date, December 2nd, so about a month ago. But the vinyl only uh, was released way back in June of this year. So if you're able to get the vinyl on Puke and Vomit Records, then you were able to get that back in June, and you might have heard this already. Otherwise, it is still new. But again, like I said, I hadn't heard of the band. Thank you to Stefano for reaching out. Uh, a lot of cool tracks on here. Uh, like I said, the pop punk but it, or power pop, but it does have a lot of those cool garage elements, uh, and I do love me some garage punk as well. Me too. Uh, Surf Town, it, they did put a video out for it. Uh, you should go check it out on YouTube or, uh, you know, you can go over to their various ways of finding the band stuff, Puke and Vomit Records, if you want to go find the release, uh, their Facebook, Chronics, Rip Off, Instagram and all that, but we get to those also at the end of the show. You can look them up on Discogs, all those type of things, but go check out that video for Surf Town. In lieu of that, since there is a video out, I've opted to go for a different track, another one that I really enjoyed off the album. It is called I Did Not Try, so here we go. Here is some chronics off of Do You Love the Sun? I Did Not Try.
Yeah, I'm definitely hearing the power pop in that one. Yep. It sounds like, uh, it sounds very much to how the uh, queers were inspired by the Ramones, who were inspired by a lot of those 60s uh, vocal teams, like the Supremes, yes. the, uh, the Ronettes, and uh, the Coasters. Those type of stuff were like all the focus was on the melody between all the vocals. So that's what this is reminding me of, just with that, uh, you know, punchy little uh, rock and roll riffage on there. And I love that part about it. I agree with you. That's awesome. I like it. That was the Chronics. That was good. <laughs> yeah. Check out Chronics. I did not try again. You can go check out Surf Town. Uh, I like the album cover. If you see the album cover, maybe you'll know why. I don't know. But I like the album cover, too. Go check them out. Uh, that's Chronics. We do have some great cover-to-cover -cover albums that we are both going to be getting into here in just a moment. But before we do, uh, we like to sandwich the talk about the live shows. That's the first part. That's the, yeah. the, the bread of the first part, right? Now well, we got to get to the, the meat of the show, yeah. as it were. You had a the nice shows. little, uh, probably uh, too much of an appetizer with us going on our little uh, <laughs> social commentary rant. <laughs> right. Well, we both went to the same show that I went to anyway, or you went to the same one that I went to. I'm sure yes. you did some others. So I won't be too long there. I, I've talked a lot at the earlier parts of the show. We'll let you get into what did you see this past week? Well, the yeah, the stuff that we saw this past week. Well, the yeah, we'll get to talking about the uh, Bants and Souls. We'll sort of uh, have a little powwow on that. But what I was doing on New Year's Eve was playing a birthday party. Oh, awesome. That's <laughs> or, right. Oh, yeah. Or more uh, notably, more specifically, it was a New Year's party slash Halloween redemption slash <laughs> benefit show for Rough Haven slash Landon Hale's birthday party. Right. And... And yeah, I was putting that show off, and I wish I could say it went off without a hitch, but there was a, a few <laughs> complications. I mean, for one, Goat Sifter had to drop because Aww. Dave unfortunately got sick and couldn't bring himself to, to play and to sing. He's their lead singer and guitarist, so it's like, yeah, that's uh, Goat Sifter ain't going to fly as a three-piece. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> So, yeah, I was really bummed that they dropped, and Badmouth also dropped, too, because... Their singer, Olivia, also fell ill. So it's like, okay. But it was actually kind of a, a good thing that two bands dropped off the bill because I was planning for the show to be over at around 11. But I got confused when, with the whole uh, Noid ordinances, which go until 10 p.m. I was like, oh, shit. And uh, Spencer uh, made me aware of that. <laughs> When, oh man, and he kind of lit a fire under my ass. It's like, hey, like right at five, he says, hey, dude, where are you? People are showing up, and I don't know what to tell them. Oh, uh, yeah, let me, uh, let me get over there. <laughs> <laughs> and he's asking me, like, why did you say the show was at five? It's like, well, because the lineup was longer, and I wanted it to get going as fast as we could, and also... 5 p.m., You think people? I didn't think people were going to actually start showing up at that time. <laughs> They're on punk rock time. <laughs> but, but, yeah, it was okay. He got me, uh, got me the little donation bucket, and I uh, started uh, asking people around, just like, okay, when are you, uh, <clears throat> asking the bands anyway, asking, okay, when are you good to go on? Do you have your gear here? All right, let's, uh, let's get moving. I want to start like around 6.30, and we eventually did. 
Skullfuck went on first, and I told their singer, um, his name is escaping me, but that's, that's okay. I told him, like, okay, Landon's going to be coming through that door. His sister is taking him to dinner, and she's going to bring him here, and we're going to surprise the fuck out of him. So, mid-song, if needed, I am going to come up and steal the mic and tell everybody to shut up so that we can shout surprise. Okay, that's good. Do it. Nice. Fine. And that's exactly what I did. <laughs> he walked in, and we just all started singing happy birthday, and he was beside himself. He felt so, he felt so honored to be there. That's cool. So, yeah, it was a, it was a great time. And also, throughout, the, throughout my tenure as a put throughout that show, I was never without a beer. <laughs> like, people kept handing them to me, and I was like, okay, stuff one in my jacket and uh, finish the one that I am holding. And it just was continuous. That's I awesome. had this continuous flow. And at one point, I was even double teaming. <laughs> Thankfully, I remembered to bring my little koozie. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. So I knew exactly where it was. Oh, man. But, but yeah, that was also funny. People were coming in with cases of beer. There was so much beer coming through. And one of my friends actually came in, and she had a bottle of Hennessy in her jacket. I'm like... It's the New Year's. What can, what can I say? I also noticed there was a kid came in with like five boxes of Little Caesars pizza. I don't know where that pizza went. I know I didn't have any. <laughs> kind of bummed about that now that I think about it. But, well, that was nice of them to share. Uh, yeah, it was, it was really nice. I mean, this is a New Year's show. And I remember thinking like, oh, man, I got to get some beer together. There's going to be a lot of people showing up. Thankfully, they uh, everybody has lives by the unwritten code of BYOB. So I'm like, all right, but fine. Glad I didn't have to have to deal with that. That's awesome. Yeah, and it was it was a great show. Skullfuck, they uh, yeah they played pretty well. I love seeing those guys. They even did a cover of uh, Black Sabbath's Black Sabbath. Cool, which was was okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was okay. I'm like, it's. It's all right. If you cover a Black Sabbath song, you're either going to be terrible or you're going to be really terrible. So there's not a lot of wiggle room. That's awesome. But I appreciate the effort, and I appreciate them um, just uh, jumping on this show and uh, playing it and just having a fun time. Really nice guys, those fools. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, let's see who else played now that we got through who didn't play. Right. Uh, oh, yeah, Suffocator. I always love seeing those guys. We've been playing with them. We played with them countless times. We played their very first show, opening up for 200 Stab Wounds back in uh, 2021. It was like, a, yeah, that was like the beginning of the year, top of the year, really. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was the end of 2021. Okay. Yeah. It was the, yeah, it was the end of 2021. I'm pretty sure it was in November. Um, yeah, that makes sense. I'm still getting accustomed to it being 2023, so I like have to reset my my <laughs> my timelines. Me too. Yeah. Oh God, it's uh, it's ridiculous. What else was there? Oh yeah, Marine Corps. <laughs> awesome. Why well, don't I forget Marine Corps? Another band that we've uh, shared a bill with many many times, and yeah, Marine Corps. They killed it. They're still doing very well. This one just seemed like uh, I'm like. You know, every time I see you guys, you guys always get better. This one seems like you're stagnating a little bit. Uh -oh. Hey, guys. Maybe it was just the setting. Maybe it was the <laughs> fact that I was constantly drinking and under a lot of stress. Just trying to make sure this show was going swimmingly. Right. 
I mean, it did go swimmingly, but man, was I on edge. I was wound up pretty tight, but all that, all that was loosened up by the time I finally got to where I belong, behind a microphone. There I you mean, go. I'm behind a microphone now, but <laughs> actually, that's going to be the name of my autobiography, Behind a Mic. I like it. That's actually really good. That actually is legitimately a cool title. It is. Yeah, I like cool, it. A cool set of words in that order. <laughs> anyway, we, uh, we played our set. We played, uh, I don't really remember if we played tightly or sloppily, but what I do remember <laughs> is halfway through our set, I told everybody, we're going to invite Landon up on stage with a, another select member uh, of our renowned Ass Eats Foot, and we're going to do a cover <laughs> set. It's going to take all of maybe two minutes. <laughs> and we did. Uh, we, brought up, uh, we brought up Landon to uh, scream in the vocals and pass the mic around the crowd just to be, ah, 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 and it was so funny. And the other Landon, dreaded Landon, he's just this lanky white kid with dreads. He's also a drummer. Okay. <laughs> he is a drummer. He's a great drummer. Uh, but, yeah, he's the one who has been our uh, go-to uh, rhythm section for any Assy's foot shows we play, which was two of them. <laughs> we have seven live albums, and we've only played two shows. <laughs> Just so you know where the, the setting lies on this little excursion of ours. Right. But it was awesome. The thing was, it was awesome just bringing them up on stage. Uh, you mean, I mean the same ground, just on the other side of the crowd, we'll say that. <laughs> and just playing a stupid, uh, <laughs> just a stupid set, because it's a stupid band, and we are stupid people, and we love being that way. <laughs> uh, you, can watch, you can watch part of it on my, uh, on the Instagram. Well, it was a story. So I might I might share it a little bit later and make it an actual post because it was it was quite a scene to be seen. Awesome. So yeah, there we go. That was my that was how I properly rang in the new year. Well, we didn't even stay at the house in, for New Year's. We went back to uh, Aces High. Everybody just sort of uh, rendezvoused there because right? they were doing a, not a New Year's show, but a little champagne party. They were giving out complimentary champagne. People were drinking it and. I drank mine right before the new year came in. I was like, oh, wait, 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 give me another one. And then I was like, oh, say, okay, so what is the countdown? Um, it's already the new year. I look at my clock. Oh, it's 12.02. Uh, okay, happy new year, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't have the traditional countdown. So like, eh, what do you do? It, you know, whatever. It's 2023 right now, so that's fine. Put that hellhole of a year behind me, and uh, let's uh, start anew. Absolutely. And how did we start anew? As some friends of mine, we uh, went to Denny's because we needed some food, and it took them um, about an hour to seat us. Jeez. Oh yeah, we would. We didn't sit down until like uh, almost three in the morning. We went there at like two. Yeah, after last call, we'll just say that. And and my friends invited this uh, this homeless guy to come in and oh cool yeah eat dinner with us and we're yeah he didn't seem sketchy. Until he uh, took a hold of my friend's arm of like, can I see your tattoos? Oh, yeah, take a look. And he grabs her by the wrist and just is like not letting go. I was like, um, this isn't right. <laughs> yeah. It reminded me of the, uh, the scene in Ocean's Eleven where Bernie Mac is going to the car salesman and he shakes his hand. He's like, 
well, you got some really moist hands, you know? And he's like <laughs> holding on to it because he's trying to invoke that a threat. Just like, yeah, you know, my wife always buys me this moisturizer and it doesn't really do the trick. And he's just like gripping the hand. <laughs> That's what that reminded me of. So, <laughs> so yeah, eventually it got to the point where uh, she went to the bathroom. He followed her in there. Then she just came storming out. She... She told us what the fuck was up. My other friend who was with her told us what the fuck was up. And she called him a lift just to get him out of there. And then those two called an Uber to leave. And the guy, he came back and sat with us. The waitress comes by, the server anyway. She says, hey, you've been causing too much of a ruckus. you got to leave. Or I'm going to contact someone, the security, to escort you out. Okay, I'm leaving. And me and my four other friends that were there, we're just, we were flabbergasted at this. We were just like left in the dark at this point. Like, okay, what the fuck is going on? Right. <laughs> so yeah, that's how I started off my new year. <laughs> just being witness to, uh, uh, to some, what could have potentially been a sexual assault, but thankfully that did not happen. Yeah. Thankfully. And if anything, I got some free food out of it. Oh, because my my friends, they ordered their uh, food to go, but then their Uber arrived and they had to catch that. And he said, you know, if the food comes out, it's already paid for. You just eat it. So I got two omelets. Awesome. (laughs) Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Gentry. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, you left your floss in my car. (laughs) Usually not joking. What a weird thing to leave behind in someone's car. Sure is. Sure is. (laughs) Uh, Not used floss, thankfully. That's good. Oh, man. So, yeah, that was my little New Year excursion. Shall we talk about the Bouncing Souls now? Let's do. We both attended. Uh, since you did all the talking, I will quickly say my, I, I love the Bouncing Souls. I uh, went with my buddy. Uh, I actually bought tickets from Mark Hardcore's girlfriend. I bought a ticket, and I was going to go. Then my buddy's like, hey, I've already got tickets. So I went, and that's why I hit you up like, hey, you already got your ticket? And you did, so... Uh, we went to the show, Love Bouncing Souls, a bunch of local bands opened up, the Anchorage, Wicked Bears, and Racist Kramer, all those yeah. bands uh, get out and, and play. I liked Anchorage. Uh, I, I liked their album. I think they had a release earlier this year, and I thought they did a great job. Ska band, and it was great. They uh, even covered a Dead Man's Party. Yes, and they actually released that. I played that on my Halloween episode for Punkanoi Worldwide because they released that as a single And I played that there, and they actually played it at the show, which was fantastic. I think they did a a really good job. Uh, You know, very, you know, some bands take a song and make it their own, and some just, you know, play it very similar to how the original, and I thought it had more of a sound like the original, or that that was the effort that they were going in. And uh, it was great. Wicked Bears, three-piece band. You know, I'm saying that because the ska band had, two, three, four, five, like six people, I think, the Anchorage had, like six yeah, I think they did. Yeah. It's like they had two people on horns. They had uh, two guitarists. The saxophone? Uh, yeah. He was like tucked in the corner. I didn't even see the saxophone player because it was kind of dark on that side of the stage, and he was like almost on the side stage. It was actually, I didn't even see him until halfway through the show. Yeah. <laughs> he was actually their second guitarist, and halfway through their show, he put on the saxophone. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't even see him when he was playing guitar. Uh, just... So that's why me and my buddy were like, I didn't even hear the saxophone in those other songs until now. I was really quiet. So that explains why we didn't hear the saxophone in the earlier songs. Anyway, uh, Wicked Bears, down to three members, right? They're pop, 
and they were great. We were just talking about a music video that they put out that they filmed at the Beehive uh, just a couple months back, and that just came out recently because they have a new album that's coming out on Wiretap Records, I believe, yeah. in February, I want to say. And then Racist Kramer, man, they were just fantastic. They were doing, they brought people on stage to do, or to do some horns. They did their stuff. They had somebody come on stage, do vocals yeah. for a particular song. They yeah, just, it was one of their angrier songs. Yeah. And love Racist Kramer, love CJ. Had CJ on to talk about Friendsmas, which he talked about. That was just a couple weeks back. Had him on Punkinoy Worldwide earlier in November. And it was awesome. The band did great. Loved it. Bouncing Souls. Love watching him. Uh, Greg, uh, great vocalist. Like, we were, me and my buddy were discussing, like, bands, you know, that have had longevity such as 30-plus years, you know what I mean, or even 25 or whatever. Long time, vocals tend to kind of change, right? You, mm -hmm. What you remember hearing on something on their first releases, say, in the 90s for the Bouncing Souls, and then what you're hearing on stage in current time doesn't always sound the exact same, right? Oh, it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, you can tell, evolve, whatever, maybe numerous reasons, not trying to cover that. Point is, is he sounds exactly just like I remember all of the other songs from all of the albums, but the funny part is, is he's just so like, one, two, and I'm motioning my arms, right? Because he's just, he, that, that's his style. He's put up the microphone, and then he kind of does the little slow jogging <laughs> with the arms or the, the feet almost in place. And it's, you can just count it. One, two, one, two. It's just like that. One, two. <laughs> Singing a little bit. One, two. Slowly moving around the stage in the one, two, one, two. But they were fantastic. <laughs> that's, <laughs> like a, that's like a little thing uh, Angus Young of ACDC does. Like he will just like uh, clack his heels on the ground. Like one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. Right. right, right, left, left, right, right, left, left. And that's how he keeps in a uh, rhythm. Awesome. So, yeah, it's, pre it's pretty funny that you mentioned that. Those are just little, uh, little things that us musicians do just to sort of uh, keep time. Right. Some of us uh, count in our heads. Some of us count out loud. But Right. <laughs> but, yeah, the Wicked Bears, it was great seeing those guys. I'm, I'm friends with uh, both uh, Carter and Nick. They're a new drummer I don't know too well, at least uh, not personally. But, you know, they still sound great. Yeah. Yeah, and they put on they put on a great show. They're fun. They're funny. All the bands were like, great. Fuck you, Greg. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, that was great. It was a good show. What else do you have to say? That's all. That's all I got. I'm going to mention some shows after we're done talking about the oh, live yeah. shows. But that that's it for me. I had a great time. It was packed house, like super fucking packed. Oh, yeah. in the depot. Oh yeah, people come out for the bouncing souls. They don't. Yeah. They don't come around much. Um, yeah, the last time they were here was what, uh, 2017? 2019. Yeah, 2019. That's but right. But before that, it had been quite some time, too. Oh, yeah, like uh, almost 10 years. Because yeah. the time before that was uh, way back in 2012 when they were doing their Comet tour. Right. Yeah, that was a while. Um, but this time, yeah, this time around, I mean, you got to bounce in souls. I was like, yeah, I'm expecting true believers. I'm expecting Kate is great. I'm expecting kids and heroes, hopeless romantic. And I love all those songs. I love them. I love hearing them every time they play them live, especially when they close with true believers. Everybody right. was singing. There was not a motionless mouth in that venue. Right. Oh, man. And... And yeah, throughout the show, a bunch of uh, stage divers, well, you can get on the stage to dive off of it, but crowd surfers coming in. I was all the way up front, so I was getting the brunt end of all those people. <laughs> Thankfully, I did not get hurt. 
fortunately, you know when they're coming, even if you're not looking, because the security guy hops up on the thing, ready to catch him right when they get to the edge of the crowd. So when you see him moving forward to climb up to catch him, yep. you know it's coming. That's like, duck. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, what I was saying about songs I expected to hear, there's always songs that I wish they would play. Um, some of which I have heard live, like uh, they didn't play Anchors Away, but last time I saw them before this, was they played it. Right. I remember that specifically because I almost got in a fight during that song, <laughs> and Chris actually had to pull me back. Right. And I'm thankful that he did. Anyway, uh, they, I was hoping that they would play Blind Date. I was hoping they would play Apartment 5F. I was hoping that they would play Kid. Uh, but it's... Uh, you know, you can't win them all. Right. They got such a vast discography. You have to. They're only playing an hour. You can only fit so much in an hour. I know. Thankfully, they got a lot of short songs. <laughs> uh, but the, the ones that I was surprised mostly was Shark Attack. If you listen to Shark Attack, it's the closer on their uh, self titled album. It's, it's literally just a sound clip of Greg talking to what I can assume is himself, just in a higher pitched voice, saying, I'm going to let the bouncing souls stay at my house. No, you don't want to let those guys come in, those Jersey moochers. <laughs> and then, uh, but then this, uh, the bass and drums are just kind of building up this rhythm, and then shark attack, shark attack, shark attack. <laughs> and, then it, and then it stops, and then they just start saying, see, I told you the bouncing souls will ruin everything. They ate all of our food. I hate the bouncing souls. Oh, no, they're coming back. Shark attack, shark attack, shark attack. Like, and they played that minus all the little, uh, the bickering snippets in between the chorus, but I never expected them to play that song. That's funny. I'm like, okay, okay, there's at least that. My best friend who was there with me, she really loves the toilet song. (laughs) (laughs) Who's gonna throw the toilet? Who's gonna throw the toilet off the roof? It's a great song. Yeah, and also my other best friend was wishing that they would play You're So Rad. I'm like, yeah, that's a great one. One, but the one that I was uh, most uh, excited to hear was Ghost on the Boardwalk, acoustic version. Right. <laughs> he even teased that it's like, yeah, this is the last song. I'm like, no, no, it should not be the last song. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't, but yeah, he did a... But yeah, it was just so nice. Like, I love that song. I mean, that album is phenomenal, but that song, it's so dreamy and so, like, uh, so melodic the way that it is on the album. So just to hear the stripped down acoustic version, which he did do on the uh, Bouncing Souls acoustic compilation. Right. You know, it's just got such a different energy to it. Just how it's so, like, stripped down and more uh, reserved, it just feels, it just feels more intimate. And I really like that he did that. That's awesome. That's also, got to give a shout out to, um, oh God, what's the bassist name? Uh, Pete. Isn't it Pete? No, Pete's the guitarist, right? Yeah. Bassist name. Oh, I said it. Uh, I forgot. Damn it. I can't, I can't remember. But, but this was Brian. Uh, Brian there that's we go. right. I knew it was starting with a B. Yes. I just was like, it's not Bob. I know their names. <laughs> I don't know the drummer's name. But I know the other three guys' names. Yeah. <laughs> we all know Greg. Everybody loves Greg. Or right. apparently, if you're Wicked Bears, everybody hates Greg. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but which Greg? Could be talking about Gin. Because hmm. <laughs> everybody hates him. <laughs> okay, uh, whatever. I'm getting off track. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I already forgot his name. Brian. Brian, yep. <laughs> yeah, Brian was wearing a beehive shirt. And... 
That made Andrew, Andrew Earley of uh, Mandalore and the Beehive, basically cream his jeans. Because <laughs> Bouncing Souls are his favorite band. And he, and just to see their bassist sporting the t-shirt of the restaurant he opened was amazing. That is cool. But he did go in, uh, like he told me that he went into uh, the Beehive and he had lunch there. And he's like, oh, what's up? Hey, do you want a shirt? Yeah, I'll wear it tonight. So... Wore it tonight on the stage for him uh, that night, I should That's say. That's awesome. So that is, uh, that is just, uh, yeah, just goes to show how stand-up those uh, people are. Right. So Bouncing Souls, I love you. I always will. It's some of the best uh, pick-me-up music. It's comfort music to me. It's guaranteed to keep me and put, put me and keep me in a good mood. Right. Though Agreed. I wish you would have, I wish they would have played Blind Date. <laughs> uh, spilt milk, what can I say? <laughs> Excellent. Well, uh, I have a handful of shows I'm going to mention. Eric will probably have a few that he will mention. Uh, if you want to get out and see live shows, man, the new year is kicking off quick. Uh, a lot of great stuff. In Alston, Massachusetts, it's on, looks like January 22nd, so a little bit of ways. But at O'Brien's Pub, 8 p.m. show, $10 advance ticket, $12 at the door. You can go see Something Bitter. They're on tour from New York City. Then. They'll also be playing with Blame It on Whitman, uh, Duck and Cover out of Boston, who's a great band, and Early Exit. I'll mention that probably again another time. Then you will get to see uh, Sheer Terror. They are playing a show. It is on January 14th. This show is in Reading, Pennsylvania. Reverb Concerts is what's bringing it to you. Uh, along with Sheer Terror, you'll get to see The Chisel, Wisdom in Chains, uh, doing an all-blood-for-blood blood song set. Awesome, right? Yeah. You know what's funny about that is uh, I know that Blood-for-blood uh, blood is, uh, now it's basically White Trash Rob and company, but, you know, they have not reunited with Buddha because, uh, fucking creeper that guy is. A pedo creeper. Anyway, I was saying, like, if Blood-for-blood blood were to do a reunion set, and they did, but... If they were to do a reunion set, who would they get to fill in for Buddha's part? And I just kept thinking, oh, Joe Black would be a f very fitting. He's got that same vocal range. He even, he's even got the build right? of Buddha. And yeah, they're from the East Coast. It's like, yeah, we have Pennsylvania and Boston. Boom. Right there. <laughs> they're doing show, another show. I don't have it in front of me, but I think they're doing another one in New York. Uh, in Brooklyn, rather. Uh, this one specifically is in Reading. This is the information I have, but awesome show. Like, literally, yeah. you get to see Sheer Terror, The Chisel, Wisdom and Chains doing that Blood for Blood song set, Violent Way, End It, Buried Dreams, The Fight, and Please Die. Pretty friggin' awesome. If you're anywhere near Reading, Pennsylvania, you need to go see that show on January 14th. Oh, yeah. Pretty awesome. That is an awesome setup. I mean, if not to... If to go not only to see Wisdom and Chains do some Blood for Blood songs. But like, the Chisel coming man. from the UK? I'm seeing them in Vegas. Yes, yeah. that's awesome. Oh, man, the Chisel. I'm excited, I'm excited for that. Holy shit. A lot of great bands. Uh, now we're going to bounce over to January 10th. So that's next week. It'll be at Farewell, which is in Kansas City, Missouri. It's $10.00. And doors open at 7, music starts at 8, you get to see Bad Spring in town from California, Big School in town from Canada, with special guests, Band I Love, The Uncouth, so you can go check out that one, that will be next Tuesday if you're in Kansas City. 
speaking of the Chisel, the Chisel will be playing a show in Boston. It is a matinee show. Man, bring back the matinees. I love it. That's a, if I ever get the opportunity or a venue, that is something I am definitely going to do. But uh, this Sunday, not this Sunday, a week from this Sunday on January 15th, it's a doors open at 1, show starts at 1.30 show at the Sonia in Cambridge, Massachusetts. You'll get to see The Chisel, Death Before Dishonor, End It, Risk, Raw Brigade, Buried Dream. So a couple of those bands are obviously touring around uh, with The Chisel. Uh, awesome show. Awesome lineup there, and it's a matinee, so I'm all about that one. It would be great to go see. Uh, next up, uh, Joe Zappo Memorial Show, or Zippo, sorry, Joe Zippo Memorial Show. It's Saturday, January 14th, and it is Revere Beach Boulevard in, I want to say, uh, fuck, I don't know where this is specifically, but... Uh, you get to see the press, who are awesome, Razors in the Night, fantastic, uh, The Outsiders, and The Promised End, $18 show, it's Sammy's Patio, there you go, and I am sure this is uh, somewhere in, Re well, Revere Beach, I don't know where Revere Beach is, my guess is it's probably somewhere in Massachusetts, but it's somewhere up there. Yeah, Possibly. This. It's the, probably the beach that uh, Paul was camping out on just to see the British ships. Right. That's a, that's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the press are from New York, Razors in the Night from Boston, so it's got to be up in there. But there you go. That's where it is. Then Informal Society will be playing with Rotbite, Revolt and Destroy. Uh, what the fuck does that say? Something Days in Ruin. What the hell does that say? Uh, God, I can't read some of the... Our Days in Ruin. There we go. It's Our Days in Ruin. That's an R. I did not see that. Anyway, at Union Barber and Beer Lodge, that is January 24th in, 24th in Corona, California. Revolt and Destroyer, awesome, but you also get to see Informal Society, Rat Bite, Our Days in Ruin. It's a $10 all-ages show. Get out there and support them. All-ages shows. Go see some cool stuff. Uh, Doc Rotten's doing a 2023 East Coast tour starting on the 12th. It'll be in Jacksonville, then Ocala, Florida, Sanford, Florida, Gainesville, Florida, Charleston, South Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina, then in Charleston, West Virginia, Roanoke, Virginia, and Trenton, New Jersey, ending on the 21st. Uh, TSOL will be playing a show with Dwarves, Corrupted Youth, Shock Therapy on Saturday, January 7th. That is this week at the Regent in L.A. Doors open at 7. You can get pre-sales on Ticketmaster. Unfortunately, sometimes some of the cool ones, they're there on Ticketmaster, brought to you by Live Nation. So you can go see TSOL, Dwarves, Corrupted Youth, and Shock Therapy if you choose to, if you're there in L.A. Uh, find the two big festivals that I'm going to mention. One's coming up very quickly. The other one's the one I mentioned, you know, Destination Chaos. But I'll talk about that one in a minute. 40 Ounce Booking is bringing you the nonprofit charity fundraiser, uh, which will be January 20th. Uh, it's January 20th, January 21st, Friday, Saturday show on the 20th. And this will be in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, it's even on the 21st. There we go. So 19, 20, and 21st. I don't know why the 19th at the bottom. But on the 19th. Uh, there's after parties. There you go. You'll be able to see bands, oil change, rotten stitches, broken cuffs, user unauthorized, the horribles, and stripper cult. 
And then on the Friday, Cheap Sex, Billy Bats and the Made Men, Corrupted Youth, Dead 77, Blank 77, The Hanging Judge, The Parasitics, Angry Youth. And then on the Saturday, it is Crumb Bums, The Havoc, Endless Struggle, Punks Attack, Wrecked, Antagonizers ATL, Tank Rats, and the... Why can't I read that? Oh, some, some of the fonts are hard to read. I apologize. <laughs> uh, I know I know the logo, and I'm just not going to bother. I apologize. Maybe we'll get to it on the next one. It's the like, misfits, man. It's two weeks out, yes. <laughs> it's two weeks out, but uh, I want to mention it because it's something worth traveling to. Obviously, it's a three-day deal, not just like a one-night show. Finally, Destination Chaos. It is getting closer. We're less than a month away. It's January 28th through February 4th. It's the at the experience at Senator Resort in Puerto Plata, Dominican Republic. Go to destinationchaos.com. You can go see bands, Iggy Pop, Descendants, Parkhead Courts, Google Bordello, Peter Hook in the Light performing, Joy Divisions, Unknown Pleasures. I would want to go just to see that. Amel and the Sniffers, Bouncing Souls, who we just saw and were amazing. The Chats, Shame, Amigo the Devil, The Bronx, Teenage Bottle Rocket, Starcrawler, Grade 2, who were amazing. A Giant Dog, The Cat Lady, Moscow Death Brigade, who are awesome. Los Perics, Lemmy Winks, Thick, Shido, Crazy in the Brains. Love Christoph and Crazy in the Brains. Would love to see them, yeah. too. And Vicious Dreams, plus a bunch of comedians. Uh, we'll get more into that. I think I've talked enough. There's a lot of cool stuff. Like I said, it's 2023. A lot of shows are out there, out and about. Go see some shows. Eric, you're up. All right. Crazy in the, crazy in the Brains with their live toilet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> So yeah, got a few uh, shows coming up the next uh, couple weeks within the confines of the Salt Lake Valley. On the 7th, we'll have uh, Mexican Coke and Shock Treatment with uh, Jonaskus. I think it's a Yo- Jonaskus. Okay. Or Honaskus or Jonaskus. It's a... I have no idea. Uh, you've never heard of them? I don't really say that name often, so sorry. Uh, but we'll also have a Real Flip, Makosos, and Mung. That will be at the Beehive uh, January 7th at... And I'll say 7 p.m. There's no time on the flyer, but it's, <laughs> it'll be $12. Cool. Uh, let's see. Hetera with uh, HXT and Snuff Tape are going to be playing on the 8th at Aces High Saloon. That will only be $5. Starts at 8 p.m. Cool. Uh, excuse me. On the... Oh, yeah. On the 14th, we have... Mummy, Spent, Portraits, and Suffocator all playing a little local show in Black Lung. That's going to be, uh, where are you? $12. $12 in cash, and it'll start at 7 p.m. And finally, on the 14th, also, is uh, Vamakara. They are making their way back to Salt Lake. I was excited to see them at uh, at the Wild West Fest, but they couldn't make it. So, sucks. But they're coming back here with Momentum, who was also playing the Wild West Fest, but they actually made it. Awesome. And we'll have our friends in Absolved and Mask opening up for them. That's going to be at the Beehive and going to be starting at 7 p.m., and it's going to be $20 entry. Cool. And yeah, we'll go a day over just, to, just for the hell of it. On the 15th, the uh, Tejon or Tejon Street Corner Thieves, Folk Hogan, and Captain Daniels and the Sunnybrook Dam Sailors will be playing at Aces. That's going to be uh, uh, $20 in advance, but $25 a day of. So if you're paying at the door, it starts at 7 p.m. And yeah, that does it for the shows over the next uh, 14 days. Cool. 
Well, that was our show segment. We talked a lot. Uh, as I've had to remind myself, uh, we're a punk music podcast, so let's get back into some music, Eric. <laughs> yeah, let's stop uh, talking about bands that play music and start talking about bands that play music. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah. This band I have talked about on the show before. One time. They were... It was somewhere back in uh, 2019, I want to say. I closed out their, I closed out the show, you know, the episode with one of their songs that I really love. However, I feel like I can uh, talk about them more. I will be playing that same song again, but I didn't feel like I did it enough justice on my first go around. So I'm going to George Lucas the fuck out of this and tell you to forget about the original and focus on the redo. <laughs> I'm just kidding. If you if you really want to go back and dig up that episode to see what I said back then, more power to you. I don't. I personally wouldn't, but <laughs> that's just me. But I'm gonna talk about them again. Who is them? It is One King Down. One King Down. They are a well, sort of straight edge band that well. Actually, no, they are all straight edge. One of them is actually vegan straight edge. Anyway, they're from Albany, New York. They started in 1994 and broke up in 2001, but have reunited occasionally. They played This Is Hardcore in 2018, and they even played a few off shows for, you know, for the fuck of it. They played in their hometown in, in Albany and also played... I don't know if it was exactly in Albany, but it was in upstate. Okay. Yeah. They're part of that old school upstate New York scene that bred the likes of uh, Earth Crisis, Slugfest, and Snapcase. Um, pretty much all of which were, ins- were inspiration to these guys for getting their sound you know, to what it is. Anyway, it was formed by uh, Bill and Mike Scoville with uh, Matt Wood and Derek Von Y. And they instated Rob Fusco as vocalist. And they signed to Equal Vision Records where they released Bloodlust Revenge in 1997. Yeah, this was the album that people flock to when they think about One King Down. It's not even an album, it's an EP. But buddy does this EP pack, (laughs) not a punch, multiple punches and maybe a few kicks to the fucking head. It invokes musicality that's uh, similar to, uh, their, to their contemporaries, such as the tenacity of Earth Crisis and the, uh, the stringy technicality of Snapcase. They're like an in-between band of those sorts. Okay. And so, yeah, not too, not too out there, not too weird and, uh, you know, like I said, stringy, and not too just uh, brutal beat-your-fist-to-the-wall style <laughs> hardcore. But they do have a lot of... Uh, uh, metal influence. You can tell when the guitars are paying more homage to metal greats like Metallica and Slayer, specifically. Like uh, the song Absolve, their main riff sounds nearly identical to Metallica's Through the Never. <laughs> that's their song. But that's Absolve, by the way. And the opening to the title track has a similar energy and build to Slayer's South of Heaven. I will talk about that one more because I am going to be playing that song. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's the one that everybody knows. Uh, let's see. And yeah, lyrically, uh, Fusco, he's the, pretty much the only vegan straight edger in there. They, 
they ride the, they claim the title as a straight edge band, but, but they're not all vegan. Some of them aren't even vegetarian, but that's okay. not, but that's not going to stop Fusco from instating his dedication to straight edge and for, uh, uh, for animal rights. He gets on his soapbox during a prey to human silence. Cool. Which is the funny thing, when I first heard that song, I didn't realize it was an animal rights song. This was when uh, uh, the headlines were in such a... Oh, man, what's the word I'm looking for? There was a lot of headlines that were talking... Uh, a lot of news stories that were talking about those uh, Mexican refugee kids at the border who okay. were stuck in cages. And... When they are talking about, when the lyrics go, caged and depressed, their cries remain suppressed. I was thinking that. I was thinking uh. like little, uh, little refugee families who are uh, just behind bars. Gotcha. But then he gets on his little uh, rant in the middle of the song, like thousands of innocent animals are being tortured and slaughtered every day for human consumption. I'm like, oh, it's a vegan anthem. Okay, um... Well, let me go back and reread <laughs> re the lyrics now that I have that frame of reference. Right. So, yeah. And, and I have to say, like, some of their lyrics get uh, pretty opaque. It demands some, uh, it demands some attention, some rereads, just to sort of uh, really let your mind flow. Think, uh, okay, what is this song actually about? I will get into uh, more of that. Um, however, let's talk about the first song I'm going to be playing here. Defiance. Boom. Nothing will change. Innocent children remain as slaves. Yeah, now we're getting to uh, the, <laughs> the reference. It was just a song too late. <laughs> anyway, Defiance has a brutal, catchy opening riff. It feels more thrashy. And it gradually gets slower with uh, uh, more broken chords laying in the background of these drawn-out riffs. It's like boom, dee-doo-doo-doo, dee-dee-dee-doo. And... And all the while, uh, Fusco is uh, talk singing over them. And they revive them throughout and throughout the song. They even switch to more uh, groovier settings. And they even lay down a solo at the end. Wow. So, yeah, they're letting their, uh, letting their uh, influences uh, just ride high on this one. Nice. Uh, lyrically, it's uh, sort of a depiction of blind faith to an unnamed authoritarian system. And the, and the negative effects that it has on the people who claim the allegiance to it. Uh, how, how being content and turning a blind eye to people's anguish just because it isn't affecting them immediately. Despite the fact that they're all on the same sinking ship. And that people will continuously stick their heads in the sand in the hopes that blame will not land upon them, though it is inevitable. Because <laughs> that's the thing of how a dictatorship works. They just go down the True. line. So yeah, that's, uh, that's what to expect from uh, Defiance. So if you can't really uh, make out the lyrics, at least you know what the song is about. Have fun. <laughs> Uncovered, freezing, 
gamut of uh, multiple uh, uh, multiple multiple slots in the metal filing cabinet right <laughs> so yeah I'm a yeah I was really hard-pressed to like uh, single out one other song on this EP because all of them are so yeah all of them are awesome they each have something different to say more hate than fear is uh, uh why can't I remember his name? Fasco? I think that's what you said. Yeah, I think that's what I said. Fusco. God Fusco, damn. there you yeah, go. Fusco. The yeah. U and the A is just a, yeah, Fusco. Yeah, him uh, touting his uh, straight edgedness on the, 
just to like lay it down to everybody like yeah i'm straight edge what about it motherfucker <laughs> so yeah some songs are more uh more direct however some of them uh, leave more to the imagination just like uh this next subject right here the title track blood lust revenge now the first time i heard this song i was really high <laughs> i was uh and i was just driving i was just driving in the middle of the night listening to this uh uh, still pretty fresh in my mind, EP. And then the intro for Bloodless Revenge comes on. And I was like, oh, dude, this intro is fucking awesome. I just love how it was building on top of each other. It just got so gradual. It reminded me of how Slayer's South of Heaven uh, starts off. It's like, yeah, then the guitars come in, those drawn out chords, and then the guitars start mirroring the bass line i was like okay you got me hooked what else have you got for me <laughs> well what else uh, what else does it have after that gradual build up it uh, it builds up into the main riff in that verse ding 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 yeah, and it maintains that same uh, crawling riff throughout, and it switches to a bit more angular riffs and then some slower, more drawn-out passages. And an amazing lead-in to this pile-up-inducing breakdown. Like, oh, God. You'll know it when you hear it. It's, uh, it's pretty ridiculous. Um, the lyrics... They're somewhat broad. I mean, you think of a song called Bloodless Revenge, you can... Yeah, you can kind of uh, put two and two together of what the song is going to be about. Right. Um, so, yeah, it talks about betrayal, but it isn't direct at who or what is inciting the vengeance. Uh, hence the lyrics here, I have nowhere to place the blame. And there are some possible religious implications in the lyrics, like father, 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 I know what they're hiding, and vengeance will serve as attrition to their sin. I'm like, okay, is this a... Are you a Bible-toting <laughs> hardcore kid? Because I never knew Blood King Down to be Christian. If so, that's uh, kind of weird in the, in the spectrum of everything else on this uh, record. Right. I mean, you're talking about a song called Defiance, which is, uh, you know, breaking the shackles of what, what authoritarian rule is holding you down. I'm like, eh. But I don't think they're really uh, pushing an agenda in this one. Like I said earlier, it really demands your attention, and it leaves more to the imagination. So, yeah, the brutal... Yeah, I guess it's so brutal, and it calls for so much participation that its meaning becomes an afterthought. I know it did to me, so... Yeah, I was a little lost on this. My theory, my theory personally... It just could be about a mobster-style vendetta. Because you think of, like, the Valentine's Day Massacre. You think of just uh, lining them up for a firing squad. Right. It's like, yeah. And you think, like, most mobsters, as they're depicted in films, they're, like, of Catholic faith. So you could just see that they're, like, uh, uh, they could be committing this bloodlust revenge in the name of their God. Right. In their name of their father. So it's like, you betray my family. You broke Omerta. And... I know where to find you, and you're gonna. I am going to give you that. Well, bloodless revenge. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's what I've got to say about bloodless revenge. With all that information fresh in your mind, 
Here's what you are getting.
again A line is crossed as I have been Punishment, blood, blood, revenge Incited a lot of pileups. One word, two syllables. Everybody's clamoring for that mic just to scream that. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, after hearing that song, I played it on repeat. I could not get enough of it. Awesome. It was just, oh man, just everything from front to back. That song. It's just a it's just a gem. <laughs> I know there's the only bad thing I could say about it is like a, it just feels like a riff sandwich. It just feels like a certain riffs don't lead in, just lead into the next one. And then the next one, I'm like, okay, we're kind of, uh, we're kind of getting lost here. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it's brutal enough to have uh, held my attention, at least despite the fact there's not a lot of uh, callbacks or repetition in that song, which is the same as some of their other songs. But that was sort of the... Uh, structure of a lot of uh, metalcore hardcore songs back in the day right. at least from what i've listened to it's uh, pretty dis they're pretty disjointed but we all know why people listen to them right <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah there we go my revisiting of one king down's bloodlust revenge and a, a little bit uh, some more detail this time i feel I feel like I did this band justice a little bit. Now, if only they could do me justice and play again so I could see them. <laughs> I want to be part of the pile up. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe they'll play like a Sound and Fury or This Is Hardcore or some shit, but I doubt they'll be on the road anytime soon. That's sort of how these, uh, uh, these bands from the 90s, these hardcore bands, they've sort of become cult classics. Right. You know, very few of them are still active to this day. Or some of them, uh, some of them were around, they broke up and got back together. And then you have some of them who are just like token festival bands, like these guys. <laughs> They're remembered by few, but the few who do love them, oh, they just think the world of them. <laughs> right. Which, uh, yeah, the diehards stick around. If, if that ain't the name of the game in hardcore, I don't know what is. <laughs> So yeah, that's uh, that's all I got to say about that. Dustin, let's talk about an album that you really like. Well, speaking of the world, we're going to travel to the other side of it and play a band from Dresden in Germany. The band The Pissed Ones, uh, they released their album Piss in Your Pocket. Great name, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Pissed in your pocket. Well, they're German, so pissed in your pocket. <laughs> I don't even think that was close to a German accent. <laughs> Good try, though. Good try. Pissed in your pocket. 
<laughs> I can't even do it. <laughs> Just disregard that the last uh, 20 seconds of embarrassment. Uh, they released Piss in Your Pocket on Wanda Records. Uh, Wanda Records, awesome label, puts out a lot of great stuff. Uh, Nasty Rumors also came out. We'll probably be discussing that one here before too long. Uh, but the Pissed Ones on this one, uh, they released the album. It's awesome. A lot of great tracks. I've been listening to it. Really struggled to figure out the tracks that I wanted to play. I was even torn going into the episode. And me and Eric discussed just a, a little bit because I gave it, let him hear just a little bit of the one song. So I opted to go with that one uh, first. A lot of great tracks, like I said. Uh, go check out Piss in Your Pocket. It came out October 1st of this. Not, I'm, seeing, I'm saying this year. It's not this year because October 1st hasn't happened yet this year. <laughs> so October 1st of 2022, uh, it came out. They play some cool 76 punk sounding music. Let's get into it. We'll see what you think. And then uh, when it's over, Eric and I will resume our discussion that we had on this particular track. Eric will get to hear it in its entirety now. Here is the Pissed Ones with the track, Money. I cannot find a single place to stay. Got a hundred and fifty bucks to pay. I need help to get out of this misery. If you want it on the you will help me. So give me yours. Okay, maybe. I need money. What I want. That's what I want. Oh, man. I have to listen to that song again. You know, the, the rapper uh, Aquafina from uh-huh. uh, 
uh, she was in uh, the show, uh, the show, the movie Crazy Rich Asians, and she actually did a rendition of that song in her native tongue, and it sounds pretty awesome. That's cool. I'll check it out. Yeah. Wasn't this song yet another one? Bad to the Bone was not a cover, and Money was also not a cover. <laughs> they were originals, uh, the Pissed Ones. Eric and I were talking. I was saying, you know what? That there's some similarities to uh, Dead Kennedys in some of the sound and a little bit more vocals. That's why I picked that one because I thought that one kind of demonstrated that the most. Similarities more specifically in that song than any others. I'm not saying that they're trying to do what Dead Kennedys were doing, but that's just what I heard. Yeah, the vocals are uh, similar in tone to uh, Jello Biafra's, but not as, uh, it doesn't, that's about where the similarities end. Because right. if you listen to Jello, he's got those little uh, enunciations, he's got those parts where he just goes, wah! Yeah. <laughs> you know, so sounds like Jello, but you, you'd be hard pressed to call it a carbon copy because it, <laughs> oh, yeah. it yeah. certainly is not. There's only one Dead Kennedys, even Dead Kennedys currently cannot be cannot hold a candle to their former sound <laughs> i'm talking the skip fronted dk yeah they dead kennedy's died with jello i don't care what anybody says <laughs> <laughs> you know they were the best uh not to say that jello's not dead he's still very much alive right. so very active and then out of the music scene thank you we've had to i've been dealing with too much death of musicians this past month right God damn it, and I'm going to get into that in a few minutes, you know, after your song. But the thing is, uh, nobody can uh, be Dead Kennedys. True. They are, they are a gem in the sound. They are a one-of-a-kind band taking psych rock and uh, surf rock and mixing that in with uh, hardcore punk with a lot of socio-political commentary in the scope of satire. You cannot really do that again. Right. Not to the style that they did. That's what makes them one of the most interesting and most revered and one of my personal favorite punk bands of all time. Well, so uh, thank you, uh, uh, these guys, for reminding me of that. The Pissed Ones. <laughs> the Pissed Ones, yeah. Thank you, The Pissed Ones. Uh, the other track that I was going to play... Don't Need You, it's awesome. The rest of the album's awesome. Go check out Piss in Your Pocket. I'm going to get into the last track. It's my favorite track on the album, and it is called Come and Get It. Let's do it. It's the Pissed Ones off of Piss in Your Pocket.
like the sound. I can come and get it. Right? I will come and get it. I will uh, take that piss out of your pocket. <laughs> I'll take you to this wonderful thing that we have now called a laundromat. <laughs> That'll get the piss out of your jeans. <laughs> yes. We were talking about the band that someone else pissed in your jeans or something like that. Uh, that was a single by the band Haste, I think. Uh, the top yeah. of the show, we were mentioning that. Yeah, pissed in your jeans or pissed in my trousers. <laughs> something like that. Oh, somebody peed in my pants. <laughs> Uh, awesome band, the, the Pissed Ones. Go check out Piss in Your Pocket. I really like Come and Get It. I like that 76 punk sound, if that's what it were. Uh, that classic punk sound, I like to call it. Yeah. Yeah, it had a sound. Uh, I know that this is going to be a hot button issue now, but it was similar to the song. Uh, uh, Shuffling your feet with your hands in your pockets. That's by slaves. Right. <laughs> it's like. It wasn't our fault. She made sugar taste like salt. She wanted to... Oh, man, I can't remember the rest. <laughs> I can't remember the lyrics right there. But, yeah, that's what the melody and the... I got it, yeah. Yeah, and just the setting of that song, the structure of it, it sounded very similar to the one in that one. I like it. Cool comparison there. Not one I thought of, but I definitely agree with you now that you bring it up. Yeah, but even then, they're bringing in a lot of that 77-style punk, but just brought that... Uh, that wall of sound feel to it. Right. Like a garage feel. It was great. I like it. We were just talking about the garage earlier. Uh, awesome band, The Pissed Ones. We got to wrap up the show. Uh, we have definitely talked a bit, but we still have a few more things we want to share with you before we finish it up. So, Eric, uh, what are you wrapping it up with? Okay, I'm wrapping it up with another singer slash guitarist we lost in December. This was a couple years ago. This was December 30th of 2020. We lost the one and only Alexi Leho, the singer and guitarist of Children of Bodom, one of the most prominent uh, Scandinavian-style melodic death metal bands with a bit of a black metal twist on there. Oh, God, how we miss thee. I miss Bodom. They were one of the first metal bands I was ever introduced to. Like, not just... Not just old school metal, I'm talking new school metal, like shit that's going to kick you in the dick and make you ask for more metal. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's why, I, uh, that's why I chose this song, because this is the song that introduced me to, uh, uh, to Bodum. And I wanted, and I just want to say that uh, it may not be my favorite song. My favorite Bodum song I played in the wake of his death, like almost immediately after, back in uh, January of 2021, which was 666 Pounder. <laughs> yeah, I love that one. But this one is, uh, this is the first one that I heard. My friend, my best friend, when we were like still jamming together, he gave me the tabs to this song. It was like, hey, you better learn this on bass. Uh, okay. And I got about as far as the uh, first verse. That song was... Needled 24-7. <laughs> so, yep, that's, that's about all I have to say about that. So let's listen to it. <laughs>
Death. Death. What do y'all know about death? <laughs> That's from uh, Platoon. <laughs> and shut up, Barnes. <laughs> so yeah that's uh yeah that's children about them the first song i ever heard by those guys and i was really like wow these guys are they're speedy like speed metal and they got a lot of that uh, uh melodic style that you'd sooner hear on like an iron maiden or a judas priest record but right. their vocalist alexi he's just like going on these uh these high-pitched screams and I'm like okay is this like death metal but wait there's keyboards in it and I gotta <laughs> say like the way that uh Alexi uh, and their uh, keyboardist uh uh Giannis, I believe that was his name Giannis. they've had a they've had multiple lineup changes so I forget who plays what on which record but but yeah the way they're uh working off of each other him on guitar and him on uh, keyboards it's like it molds so well they're both shredding in their own rights right so I'm a, so yeah, I was astounded by that. Just like, wait a minute, this isn't a guitar. This sounds like a really weird guitar, <laughs> but it's not. It's a fucking, uh, it's a synth. Well, not a synth, but it's a, you know, some techno. That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, Lexi Leho, uh, two years gone, and it's still fucking, it still fucking sucks that you're not going to be around to give us more. Uh, Children of Bodom. I was so hoping that they would, uh, you know, you know, their label, not not their label, their their band name. Jesus Christ, the the initials are C O B. So I was like, why don't they ever? Why haven't they ever toured with Corn? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been so perfect. <laughs> would have been so funny. I am at least thankful I got to see them once. Just like uh, you know the specials, I got to see specials once. Now I got to see Bodum once. And what song should they open up their set with? But Needle Twenty Four Seven. I was stoked about that. Awesome. I didn't get a. They didn't play a lot of songs that I wanted to hear. But I was like, oh, I'll see them next time. And they'll play. I'll get to hear. Are you dead yet? Yeah. No, it's never gonna happen. Nope. Sucks. It really does suck. But hey, children of Bodum, Alexi, you may be dead, but. Bodum lives forever. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. No more to say on that. Well, I'm going to kick off the new year. New year, new end of show. I am not playing new metal. I probably won't be playing any new metal anytime soon. If I do, it'll be just random as I'm going to be picking a hodgepodge of whatever. Definitely <laughs> some like 90s alternative stuff initially, and that's where I'm at here. The band Space Hog. Are you familiar with the band Space Hog? No. I have heard the name because you hear that, you don't necessarily forget it. Right. <laughs> Just picturing a, a pig in a space suit. That's exactly like, what you'll see, a, a drawn, like, cartoonish version of it, but yes. Yeah. They said that pigs couldn't fly. Well, pigs will float. Yes, they will. <laughs> uh, space Hog, they released their first album, Resident Alien, on October 4th of 1995. The band formed in 1994, and the band is formed or four expats that are from uh, England. So uh, four British expats that are living, or were anyway, living in New York City. That's what formed the band in 1994. Uh, that album came out in 95. Their last album they released as a band came out in 2013. Uh, but Royston Langdon, he does the, the vocals. He does solo, uh, did a solo album are still doing solo work, rather. And so you can go check that out. Uh, off of Resident Alien, their biggest single, I would venture to say, in the meantime, so off their first album. I have their first three or four albums. 
because I was a Space Hog fan. But I decided to play this one as it was the biggest single from the band, but they re-recorded a version of it, uh, this version that I'm going to play. So the original version, which is what I was familiar with that came out in 95, is on the album. I have the CD still. Uh, in the meantime, they re-recorded it that following June, June 17th of 1996, and that's what we're going to listen to. It does sound a little different. If you're curious, you can compare and contrast yourself, but we're going to listen to the re-recorded version of In the Meantime. Here we go with some Space Hog. Thank you. 
continues on like that for like another 10 or 15 seconds. Like a true 90s alternative track. Right? <laughs> it really wants to let you settle. Right. Good stuff. Space Hog, meantime, that was the re-recorded version. I hope you enjoyed it. It's good stuff. Uh, that's all I've got. Anything left? Let's, uh, let's wrap up the show like we do, right? Yeah, like we do. Uh, you find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Music, Amazon, Music, Player FM, Podvine, and uh, SocialPodcast.com. All the bands are found on Instagram at PNDFTW. That is for Paranoid, at Bankrupt Punk, at Less the Band, at Chronics Ripoff, at One King Down, at The.Pist.Ones, at C-O-B-H-C. That's for Children of Bodom. And the show's at SOS Punkcast. Eric, where can we find you? On Instagram, at scaryuncle underscore Eric, E-R-I-C underscore S-L-C. I don't really do much posting on there, but you can find me on there. Want to become a follower? Sure, fine. I'm not, <laughs> I don't give a shit. Uh, however, you can find my bands on Instagram, and I prefer you follow these. Um, Anonymous is on Instagram, at anonymous underscore band official. And the apathetics are at theapathetics.slc. You can find both of us on Facebook at Anonymous SLC and The Apathetics, respectively, and on Bandcamp at AnonymousSLC.Bandcamp.com and TheApathetics.Bandcamp.com. You can find my podcast, Lead Melodies, on Instagram and on Facebook at LeadMelodies underscore podcast and Lead.Melodies.Podcast.SLC, respectively. You can uh, stream the episodes on anchor.fm slash leadmelodies, and you can find it on Spotify as well. And follow the SLC Hardcore page on Facebook to keep up to date with any flyers or any new releases or any other cool shit that's happening in Salt Lake. Awesome. Well, the bands are found on Facebook at PNDFTW, at Bankrupt Rocks, at Less Noise Punk, at Chronics Ripoff, at OneKingDown.Official, at The Pissed Ones, at Children of Bodom, uh, Children of Bodom. I think I misspelled that. Children of Bodom at Space Hog Official and at uh, SLC Punkcast for the show. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in all the way up to this point. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. We did get off on. I would call them, they're not really tangents. They were just adjacent to the conversation or the band's music and such that we were yeah. going to be getting into anyway. We just sort of really dove into it. Yep. So... I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Eric, any final thoughts for a wrap-up show? Well, to backtrack to a sort of tangent that, I was, uh, that we were talking about on the grounds of uh, slaves changing their name, yeah. um, there was one more thing I want to say. Is like I mentioned uh, the sort of rebellion that we should be going up against right now is uh, cancel culture or just people who are taking things at face value and taking that as the only interpretation of, of said party. Well... The thing is, like, uh, you have to, the best way to fight against that is for you to change yourself. And how do we change ourselves? Well, critical thinking. Right. Critical thinking. We've become such a reactionary, impulsive society just based on, a, you know, just basing a, a value off of how many blue thumbs up and how many retweets uh, one post can get. And that apparently is setting the zeitgeist. And that's a... Uh, that's such a fickle mistress, as if it wasn't fickle enough, right? So, so yeah, but the thing is, before you share and before you start basing your opinion and basing your overall thought process and personality behind it, I suggest 
Don't be so reactionary. Don't like, share, and subscribe just because of <laughs> one thing that you heard. Right. You know, just, uh, and before you start touting yourself and start voicing your opinion, you got to just sort of think how it's going to affect your life, how it affects the people around you, and how it's going to, how it's going to change anything for better or worse, it's going to change. There was this, uh, there's this quote from a poet, Charles Bukowski. I have it saved here. It's actually very, very profound. When nobody wakes you up in the morning and when nobody waits for you at night and when you can do whatever you want, what do you call it? Freedom or loneliness? True. So, yeah, you just kind of have to uh, gauge everything. As I was saying earlier, if you want to base your opinion, if it's a negative opinion off of something that everybody likes, but you choose not to voice it and just sort of go with the flow lest you be chastised, <laughs> just cast out as a fucking social pariah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's not freedom, right? You know? It's sort of that, it's sort of that uh, line where it's not like this. It's not up and down. It's uh, this. It's a <laughs> web. You know, people, do, people consider freedom in their own way. They consider different different types of, different areas of being content and different, uh, you know, some people are just content being alone, you know, being uh, so outspoken and just being so dissociated from the rest of the planet that they live as a recluse and they are content that way. Whereas the other person, the opposite end, the other extreme, it would be someone who is just incredibly neurotic, just answering to everybody and everyone except themselves. They have, to, they have to appease the surrounding parties rather than their own world. Right. And then you have people who uh, play to both sides, who are just like, yeah, I do enough to appease the people around me in my immediate circle because I care about their feelings, I care about what makes them happy or sad or whatever, but I care about myself, man. <laughs> it's like, I gotta do shit for myself as well, and it's just a long, Uphill battle such as life. It's not a line, people. It's not a who's got it better, who's got it worse. It's a web. It's just this giant web, and everyone's in a different spot. Everyone has their own idea of liberation or loneliness. True. So, <clears throat> so yeah, take that to the bank and cash it out however you want. Play the fucking outro. Play the fucking outro.